Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the program. I'm your host, Kiel Thor, and we are Union of the Unknowns presenting Not Your Mama's News. We have tonight a stellar lineup of contributors. We have the uh, lady of high sophistication, Ashley, think, change, repeat. Hello. And we have, we couldn't go without him, America's sweetheart, Justin the Ismcant. Welcome, everybody. Howdy, howdy. Tonight, we've got some news stories for you. I think we're going to kick it off, though, with a story from Ashley. She's got something, uh, I think she wrote a fan fiction tale about Harry Potter, and it is very <laughs> sexy. So let's all settle in and... Uh, that Hermione. That's actually fake news, Kill. Oh man! But but she does have a selection prepared from ChatGPT. That is (laughs) once again no, I don't. Okay, so the story today that I'm coming with is out of the Daily Mail, and it's actually kind of a continuance of something that has been ongoing. So recently, J.K. Rowling was on a podcast where she addressed the transgender debate that she has been embroiled in, shall we say, for a couple of years at this point. So the rundown here is that in this podcast, she reveals that people close to her begged her not to speak out on the transgender debate, but she couldn't watch as women were shut down. So this topic, you know, we've talked about it quite a bit here, but I think it's important because it sort of speaks to a couple of things, Um, not only the transgender debate and what does that even mean, but also cancel culture in general of someone who, who had great success, who was wildly popular, and there really wasn't anything about her that was controversial before this, you know, everybody or Harry Potter, we all know, has a huge following. People love the the books, the movies, um, all all of that, the entire franchise. And then when she spoke out in 2019, people tried to cancel her. And I just think that it's it's very interesting that you have somebody at that level. And we've seen it um, with other people and other topics. But if you go against the progressive narrative, then they will come after you. So in this case, it was because of the backlash that she would have received, which did happen. Um, And she said that she felt that women were being shut down and she couldn't have lived with herself if she didn't speak out. The concerns that she has voiced are that dismissing biological sex in favor of focusing on gender identity would harm women's rights. And um, as I had said before, she first spoke out about this in 2019 and then basically they've been trying to cancel her ever since so there is 
a, a very recent example, the very popular video game Hogwarts Legacy has recently come out and you've had a lot of people from the progressive and the trans community saying that this should be boycotted, although it has nothing to do with anything. Um, they just don't want to support JK Rowling because they're trying to cancel her. And she has received a ton of hate online over the years about this. She personally sees this movement as authoritarian and illiberal. And I agree to that. Now, she's somebody that I see, though, as progressive in other ways. So I think it's interesting that you have somebody who is sort of being eaten alive by typically people that she would support or movement that she would support. Um, so it's just it's interesting to me. And then the other thing that I would say is that we do actually have real world examples of women being harmed by this. Um, the first example that I would give is you have the college level swimmer, Leah Thomas, who I think it was for Penn state, who was a swimmer, who is a biological male. And in fact, still has a penis and oh. who is like a six foot something male. And allegedly he's, he, he sleeps with women. He just swims as a female and there, there were complaints by women on the swim team who said we were not consulted about this. We were not checked in with about this. And we have a dude in the locker room and he's just undressing and getting naked in front of us here. And it made them uncomfortable. And not only that, he took a position that women could have gotten, um, you know, as far as Okay. Sorry, my dogs. Um, he, you know, he ended up competing in races and finishing first whenever biological women would have been the winners. So that's a couple of examples of real world harm by a man saying that he's a woman. So first of all, how dare you? Hmm. And second of all, when you said penis, it reminded me of King of the Hill when Peggy had to teach sex ed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Um, and what's funny about Hogwarts Legacy is that there's a trans person that you meet like 10 minutes into the game. And then also, apparently further in the game, there's a they-them. Um, but, and it's, it's just so funny. Like, these people are like going on to Twitch streamers that are like streaming Hogwarts Legacy and they're like, uh, you transphobic genocide, blah, 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 blah. And shockingly, it's there's been actual like popular streamers that end up like posting videos and tears like, I'm so sorry, I just want to play a game. And it's like, why would you even pay any attention to that it's a bunch of deranged lunatics it's a game for crying out loud right yeah and uh, you know oh go ahead kill no i was i have a, a real life anecdote that's related to this um back before all of the trans movement came was happening um so this is is I don't know, more relevant in my opinion. Um, but uh, so my wife played uh, softball on a, on a league and uh, she played, she had a couple friends who were 
on a an all women's league so she went and joined that league and honestly it was a it was a lesbian softball league like not <laughs> as advertised but it was a you know that's what it was mm-hmm. they, they weren't all lesbians but vast majority was a you know lesbian league right. and Nobody has but, any problem with that. That's fine. Was, didn't you? Did I, do I remember you saying that your wife drives a Subaru? No, I drive a Subaru. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> that I'm part glad I didn't have to ruin your marriage. Yeah. No. 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 Nothing like that. <laughs> um, but the so she was on this team with her friends, and uh, they were a bunch of older ladies, and weren't you know they weren't the best team on the league but you know it was they're having fun that's what it was all about mm-hmm. so there's i remember one night i went up there and i was watching them play and the team they were up against consisted of clearly biological male players but they were uh, i don't know what the the term they would have used back then but they were presenting as female I guess. Uh, and so they came on and they were playing uh, my wife's team who were all biological women. And these guys were just cracking the ball out just, just every t- I mean, it was, it wasn't even funny. And Unintended? N- no, actually not. Men cracking their balls out? Yeah. Uh, anyway, the point is everybody was pissed off about this. Yeah. Everybody uh, was, was I complaining. Bet ya, I bet you the men weren't pissed off. They were oh, the probably guys, pissed off about a bunch of women complaining about them. Maybe so. And they but and and honestly, they were just yucking it up and oh yeah, here we go, and cracking it up. They weren't trying to take advantage of the situation. They were clearly I don't know, homosexual, transsexual, whatever they were de- would have declared themselves to be back then. Um but they, it was just completely unfair. I mean, it was there was a clear yeah. difference. And even though that the LGBTQ community LGBTQIA+, nowadays, LGBTQIA plus or apologies, don't apologize uh, to me. Apologize to the community. Well, you're <laughs> our representative here, <laughs> legally, right? <laughs> so, yeah. but they 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 uh. Up appear they present themselves to be one big inclusive community and you know it was no different back then but they they were still i'm just telling you the the attitude amongst the women that were playing was very much against these guys coming in and just it was it was not even fair and but you know the league couldn't tell them no you can't be on here because that would be discriminating against someone who's in their own community i guess i don't know but all i'm saying is yes it's not fair it it if i mean the league can any league can do what they want to do but if it were up to me that you know you'd have to make a judgment call and that would just be not acceptable right i would say in that regard i would say i'm not playing you this is ridiculous like if i had wanted to play in a male female softball league then that's what i would have signed up for but um, yeah, and I do think that she's exactly right on this issue that it it actually is creating, you know, the opposite effect of what feminists were wanting to do. Like, how could it 
it's, it's completely absurd. Um, you know, and, and crazy still to say that you have someone that you have an opinion that this is not well, this isn't good to be doing. It's not a good practice. You're setting up a bad situation for people. And then to not be allowed to express that opinion and to be called all kinds of crazy things just for, for saying that, I mean, it's got all the clown world, all the clown world markings is that Dylan Mulvaney guy. Um, that dresses as a women woman and then mansplains to women what it's like to be a woman. Yeah. I mean, there is part of that, you know, and it's the same crowd, the same crowd who would say, Oh, you're mansplaining to me. And yet they are totally fine with stuff like that. And they would cancel someone tomorrow if they had an opportunity who spoke it's, out against it. It's very, it's silly. almost like there were a group of men sitting around going like women aren't being women. We need to show them how to be a woman. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and the other thing about this with, uh, with JK Rowling, she actually did write an essay um, about her opinions and kind of why she was speaking out a little more in depth. So I will put that in the show notes as well as a link to this article. So you can check it out for yourself, see what you think. And of course, if you have any feedback for us, we would be happy to hear it. Feedback, hate speech, whatever you want to send. Yeah. You know- uh, one other thing I bet, and you know, it's, I bet it, it, uh, discourages young girls from participating in sports when they see that that's the kind of competition they're going to have to come up against. And I know there's, there's in, in women's sports, there is a huge emphasis on trying to make positive role models for young girls so they can be in the sports world you know it's a i don't know what you call that what's more important than that is being bringing inspiring trans people to trans children right those four and five-year-olds yes made up their mind what gender they're going to be absolutely because he he played with hey while i got you here ashley i'd like for you to speak on behalf of all women and little girls everywhere there we go why is it that every barbie doll i run across in someone's house is naked (laughs) that's a good question every single one of them i have never seen a clothed barbie in my life that's a very good question i don't necessarily have an answer for you i can say when i was a little girl and i played with barbies i did like to change the clothes a lot that was part of the fun for me outfit changes having quite a an extensive Barbie wardrobe. And I guess you lose Come the clothes on. until it's just a naked Barbie. And then the naked Barbie finds its way into the your brother's uh, play box with all the uh, green army men. Yeah. And, you know, they <clears> just get, I mean, a lot of times people have a huge accumulation of Barbies. So I'm skeptical of your story. Well, what do you think is the answer then, Keel? He does have a daughter. I'm I'm skeptical that you don't play with Barbies any longer. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got a I've got a story, uh, a little bit of a follow up, real quick. Uh, the story I was talking about last week about the tavern keeper whose bar is right next door to the Alamo and he was about to be kicked out because of 
the the dickheaded state and their eminent domain bullshit. Uh, anyway, he, there was a a tweet by some guy whose name I don't Spike recall. Spike Cohen. Spike Cohen. He's a good guy. Uh, anyway, he was promoting the fact that they're going to have a rally for this this bar guy, uh, Cantu. That's his name, Vince Cantu, and his bar is called the uh, Moses Roses, um, something or another. Anyway, they're going to have the what's that? I was just going to say, like these rally, like Ron Paul just had their um, whatever, like March Against War rally or whatever. Rage Against the War Machine. Yeah, like who's going to these things? Do people not have jobs? I don't know. This is going to be on a Saturday, though. Yeah. It's it's a even like check her mate, buddy. It's a Saturday at 5 p.m. So, but still, like, with, you still got to drive down there, and like, it's going to be a whole thing. It is. It's going to be a whole thing. It's it's going to be at Travis Park, Saturday, March 11th. That's one one, March 11th, at 5 p.m. It's going to be the rally for Moses Roses, and it's so March 11th, 3:11. I think 3:11 is actually going to play there if you're into that sort of thing. I'm just That's I'm fake just news. The right now. Yeah. Is is Fish also going to be there? Boy, wouldn't that be just a great concert? Just the best bands in the world. There's something Jamming out, I, man. I love listening to on a regular basis is a band who characterizes themselves as a jam band because all they do is just jam. <laughs> yeah, it's man. so great. We're Every like, good song. All right. We're PB and J. I don't like jam bands. Okay. We get it. Or, I mean, aren't all jam bands jam bands? Or am I misunderstanding what the word jam means? I think you're misunderstanding the word jam. There's nothing wrong with a with a good jam in the middle of a, a good song. Oh, I love strawberry jam. But when your bread and butter is just jam, hmm, that doesn't work. Uh, you got you have to be you have to be a, a uh hippie pothead to like that kind of stuff <laughs> a filthy hippie pothead that don't doesn't wash their hair and rubs crystals under their armpits i was trying to think of something cartman would say but <laughs> how many how many bullseyes am i hitting there folks you know who you engage are engage patchouli <laughs> All right, uh, Justin's got a story for us, right? He'll he'll dig me out of this hole. Well, first, um, I just saw this posted on Discord, and I thought it kind of tied into Ashley's story. And it's someone that tweeted, we found this on our eight-year-old daughter's door this morning, and she still hasn't come out. She missed school, hasn't eaten, and says she isn't going to Pilates tonight. Tucker Carlson is literally ruin, ruining her life. <laughs> and then there's a note taped to the door that says, I'm not coming out until President Biden has Tucker Carlson arrested. Hashtag resist. And my first thought is like, that has to be a parody account, right? Yes. But I mean, I mean, 100% it never happened. Uh, right. But did the parent actually write that and like, post it thinking people are gonna i can guarantee a hundred people or thousands of people like 
Oh my God, that's so brave and stunning. How, how old is this daughter? Supposedly eight. Eight, right? Yeah. Eight? Yeah. I mean, 100% right. it never happened. No. Um, like that didn't happen so hard. It unhappened things that actually happened. Surely that has to be a joke. But there is is a joke. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> There's a needle and a Ukraine flag in their profile, which I can't tell makes it more or less parody. More. I don't know. But because a parody other... account would have exactly that. Yeah. The other thing I'm not buying is that the parents don't just, oh, they locked themselves in their room and there's nothing we can do. I guess you'll miss school. I guess you're not going to your classes. That doesn't happen. I it mean, has to be a joke. The Pilates thing too. It's just, and people people are, you know, what? freaking out about this Tucker Carlson January 6th thing. It's very divisive at the moment. Oh, did you guys see Russell Brand on Bill Maher? Yes. I saw a little bit of it. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I mean, he's still a lunatic, but. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I I don't know about did. that guy. Um, but I, well, did, he, I did watch uh, some of the video from Tucker Carlson's January. Was that last night that that happened? I couldn't tell you. January yeah. 6th thing? Probably either last night or the day before. Well, that that footage is very compelling, in my opinion. I hadn't ever seen that. I guess that was brand new. Like, nobody's seen that until then. Apparently... Like, didn't, didn't yeah, Tucker apparently have to they, go out and get it? So apparently it was the guy who... Gates? Ugh. No, not Gates. Uh, McCarthy. Yes, Kevin McCarthy. That he released like this 41,000 hours of footage to Tucker and his team. Exclusively um, to Tucker. Exclusively, ah. yes. Okay. And so they apparently have had it for, I don't know, a week or two. And they you know, then Tucker was like, we're going to report on it. And this is what they're reporting. And I also think that President Trump, this was the first time that I saw him, not that he didn't before, but I don't think he did call it a basically a hoax. And I was like, Ooh, that rubbed me the wrong way because, um, we've known this for a very long time since January of 2020, that there was something odd going on. And there's a lot of people who have been very badly mistreated and have been in jail this whole time. Rory Epps was just a nice guy. Right. Because people like Trump didn't speak out for the people that were there. Wait, so was Trump calling the video footage a hoax or is he calling no. the January 6th debacle a hoax? He was basically saying that this footage means that these people shouldn't be in jail. This is okay. ridiculous. This, you know, I don't know if he said it was fake, but kind of alluded to the fact that it's very obvious that it wasn't what they said it was. Right. But yeah. it's it's almost seems like they're starting a trend, though, with exclusively giving these, you know, massive stories to exclusive reporters like. When uh, Elon just gave all the, you know, emails and everything to, uh, who was it? Um, Matt Taibbi. Yeah, and the other chick that went on Joe Rogan and called Tulsi Gabbard and a, a sod stooge. 
or Toady. I don't Barry Wise. Barry Wise. Oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah. And you know, there was I saw a clip on Jimmy Dore about this. They were talking about outlets like MSN were complaining about how the footage shouldn't be released because it's a national security issue and all this stuff. And then they're like, but if you're going to release it, then you should release it to us too. And well, I do feel like if a government is going to like, I feel like it would fall under freedom of speech that you can't just give information to one party. Right. I feel like it should be released on like uh, usgovernmentvideos.com and ever anyone can go and watch it. I think you're right about that, that it should be, if it's going to be released to one news outlet, then it should be released to everybody or even just released publicly, have public access to that information. It's, it's the people's information. Correct. But or, Jimmy Dore you know, in uh, real quick kill, hold on one sec. Uh, Jimmy Dore was saying, though, that there are some Democrats that could get that information released. Now, I don't know how accurate that is or what kind of process they would have to go through, but that there are some Democrats that if they wanted to get that information to MSN, um, that they could do that. Go ahead, Kill. Sorry. I, I kind of disagree with you about both of you guys about the uh, here comes the normie. No, wildly releasing there. I mean, in in reality there are situations where information needs to be censored because of national security purposes. I mean, there, that does exist. That's a real thing. I don't agree with that. These particular video I saw had nothing to do with any sort of national security, but what yeah, but really outrages me about this is that the people that are in jail because of the, the January 6th thing, uh, they were, are they all in jail? I know the, the shaman guy, he's he pleaded guilty, and that's why he's doing four years or whatever. But and because he had a, a ter must have had a terrible lawyer. Well, you also have to remember that federal courts have like a ninety nine point nine eight percent conviction rate. Yeah, but the, the the what angers me is that had had he not pled guilty. He there would have been gone to trial. There would have been a uh, the discovery, the the whatever the phase in trials where you have discovery, and this footage would have been uh, releasable to all the all the parties involved in the trial. I you doubt can, the judge would have let them have that video to play in trial. Maybe not, but that's what bothers me so much mm -hmm. is because this this footage. If I were on a jury, and this guy was up for vandalism or breaking an enemy or whatever the hell his charges were federal versions of those things i would have watched him be escorted around by these you know uh capitol police or whoever they were and i would have said you know what they're not even stopping him they're they're helping him through they're excuse me they're opening doors and you know ignorance of the law aside he, they're showing him that he's basically allowed to be in there walking around. There's, mm -hmm. there's nothing about what he, what was going on that any rational person would have believed what they were well, doing is illegal. I, mean, I, I agree with you, but all of this is under the presumption that he's actually going to have a fair trial. Yeah, but that's that's what bothers me. It, it would, it wasn't a fair trial. He, there I mean, was no justice served. Now maybe look how bad they fucked Alex Jones. Well, yeah, that's a different story, which we should do a show on his trial, probably. 
just because there's probably a lot there. But that aside, uh, you know, he, he ah, it, it, this is the, a travesty, basically. Is is I agree. Yeah, it's, it's, I agree. I think it is a travesty. They literally set them up to do that. So this lawyer is probably like, look, they fucking set you up to do this. There's, It's impossible you're going to get a fair trial. Just do what little time you can do. Try and get out on good behavior or else you're going to spend the next 30 years in a jail cell. Yeah, maybe maybe that was the conversation he had. And, or, you know, or, well, yeah, it's just... I don't know the the whole that whole January sixth thing. I, I mean, I could ramble on for about it for hours, but I'd rather not because there's probably you know people with a lot of power and wealth that are listening to our show who will have <laughs> us thrown in a in some Russian gulag look, somewhere. Look at it, you, Bill Gates. My my offer to drink your titty milk is still on the table. <laughs> Tweet at me, doggy. You know, he's got billions of dollars. There's some other kind of milk from Bill Gates I would drink for some serious cash. Yeah, but like and I know, I know Justin's with me on that one. 500k, I can get a fucking nice resort in Nicaragua and just live the good life. <laughs> I'd so be I'm just gonna bring us that, back. But... I'm just gonna bring us back now. To talk to finish up on the January 6th, <laughs> yes, I think there's a lot of people that are unjustly sitting in jail to this day, and they have not even had their, you know, their right to a speedy trial. I've heard that some people are even in solitary confinement. Um, I think that's extremely abusive, especially considering there does seem to be evidence that they were set up. Now, we knew that. I think a lot of people knew that right from the start. Like, okay, this does not. This is, this does not pass a smell test here. Um, so yeah, I'm on that now. Let's move on. All right. So I've so got back to Bill Gates, titty milk. Yes. Let's move past that. <laughs> no, I've, I've got a really bizarre story and hopefully it, it takes up a lot of time to talk about. Well, uh, and I, do, I do still have my story. Oh, you do? I thought that was your story. No, that was just that was just a, a East Palestine style oh, derailment. Okay, go go ahead with your story because we're gonna save my thing for the for the end. Well, and I'll make it quick because I don't have a lot to say on it other than you know no shit Sherlock. We um, might. So, so, um, this is actually from uh, February twenty fourth. Uh, I almost brought it last week, but it was just so. So, anyways, um. Officials are warning the community about illegal drugs that were found in THC gummies being sold at three locations in Montgomery County. Um, and the district attorney, Kevin Steele, was joined by police chiefs from several departments on Friday to announce the discovery. Steele said both fentanyl and heroin were found in strictly Delta gummies called Delta 8 THC 600 Damn, 600 milligrams. That's pretty that's high. That's uh, the whole pack. Happy cubes. Okay, maybe. Because, woof, that's a gummy. <laughs> um, and was sold at three tobacco hut stores in the county. So, first of all, like, this almost didn't happen as much as the eight-year-old girl writing a note 
talking about Tucker Carlson. <laughs> um, I, so if anyone isn't aware, Delta 8 is a federally legal isomer of THC, which was opened the doors on the um, farm bill because it's grown from hemp. Um, so it's completely legal federally. A few states have banned it. Uh, but here's, here's, if you see a story like this, here's how you know it was fake. Heroin and fentanyl are expensive. No one is going to put their expensive drugs inside of cheaper drugs to sell to people. That is not good profit and loss. Same thing with Halloween candy. No one is giving your kids fucking drug-laced candy. Drugs cost a lot of money, man. Like, <laughs> as, and if you're using drugs, you're probably trying to save up for more drugs. So you're not going to just give away free drugs. Fair. Um, and then they said that the gummies caused two overdoses and both victims recovered. Um, a search warrant was issued. Yada, yada, yada. Testing is ongoing. We don't know if it's a widespread issue. We're working with law enforcement. Um, and then he also had a warning about herb extracts and Packwood's cone, both of which allegedly contain fentanyl. Uh, and then the DA's office actually doxed the addresses of the tobacco huts. Um, so anyways, let's uh, do a little time warp. To February 28th. Uh, okay, here's the headline. Okay, so maybe those gummies didn't contain heroin or fentanyl after all. Um, <laughs> shocker, who would have guessed? And then basically, it's just a story, you know, DA walks back statements about heroin and fentanyl. Um, but, you know, always, you know, be careful. What I do know is the public needs to be wary of these gummies that are produced in an unregulated industry and in varying settings. Steele said, adding that the public needs to know it is buyer beware in this world of edibles. A toddler getting hold of them and ingesting them or a teenager who eats a handful at once could be very dangerous. Mm. No. No, it couldn't be. They're going to fucking take a nap, wake up and <laughs> eat some ice cream. There right. has never been a recorded marijuana overdose in history. And here's the thing is that they'll say stupid stuff like that, but they will never say that about literally like vaccines, about truly something that was done really, really fast. And although it's supposed to be a highly regulated environment, we know that they skipped the test, they muddied the test, uh, the true results, but you'll never get a public official like that saying that you should be careful of that. It's a lot more dangerous than weed. You know, it's, I saw it was like foodhealthwatch.com or something, and they were like, Americans are eating a horrible, unhealthy diet. We need the EPA or the, uh, it wasn't the EPA, it was the FDA and the, um, like, USDA to step in and get involved. And it's like, fuck all that shit. Like, motherfucker, who do you think drew up the food pyramid? Exactly. Sweet. Yeah, you got to eat, what, eight servings of carbs every day compared to yeah. three, three <laughs> servings of fruits and vegetables? Give me okay. a fucking break. Don't get me wrong. Vegetables usually suck. Yeah, but still, that's not. 
and have you guys ever heard like red meat stays in your gut for like seven days or something oh yeah something incredibly retarded like that yeah well I actually um back in the day we won't dwell on this but I did align with some progressive ideologies and I I was a PETA fan at one point I know nice you supported the genocide of cats and dogs around the country bear with me here the point (laughs) is they have a catchy little thing that they'll be like to try to get you to be a vegan like meat it's what's rotting in your colon (laughs) (laughs) so they do say stuff like that like that it will stay in your body for a really long time and yeah it's just um it's obviously lies but and here's how you can tell it's a lie eat a fucking hamburger once a day for a week and see if you turn into Violet from Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> no, you're just going to poop a lot. Yeah. No, I, uh, I can't, I, I can't stand PETA. I, I worked with a, a girl. Uh, she was young and uh, very left-leaning. And she um, at one point declared that she was a vegan. And so you know, whenever we had like a pizza day or the management bought sandwiches or something or everybody, there would always have to be one thing that had nothing to do with animal products of any kind. And right. it was, it was, you know, humorous to us. Cause we were like, this, this girl doesn't know what she's doing. You know, obviously she's going to, she's going to grow out of it at some point. And she did, you mm-hmm. know, she was probably doing that. She tried really hard to stick with it and, you know, it just never worked out, but during that time, you know, I've always known what PETA was, and I was never a fan of PETA, but right. I actually did some, uh, I read more of their stuff back then, just because out of curiosity, and their whole philosophy is that it is 100% wrong to, to use animals for human use in any way, including pets, right. uh, you know, any kind of non-violent harvesting of anything that a an animal creates is absolutely horrific to them and i think that is fucking bonkers because if it were not for the domestication of animals then we would still be <laughs> sitting in a fucking mud pile shitting ourselves and dying of you know just getting eaten by stable truth cats and shit i mean there, there's no there's no re- ration, rational thinking behind the, the philosophy. It is, it no, of is course not. insane. But you know and- who has a really great life? My cat that just sleeps all day, wakes up, eats, plays, goes back to bed. Like, isn't that the life we all dream of? <laughs> yeah, but and- there wouldn't even be cats or dogs if it weren't for their interaction and, you know, befriendment of humans over the past, you know, hundred thousand years and the other thing is that they will be the same people that align with you know with like vaccine mandates and it's like you know they tested this on animals right it's like, almost you know like they abuse animals nipples. horribly in that industry you know that right yeah yeah so it, i mean there there's contradictions everywhere and the philosophy is, is did PETA ever come out against um Dr. Fauci feeding um, flies to beagles. Yes. No beagles to flies. They did. Well, broken yeah. clock, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 
ridiculous ridiculousness kill Fucking. more more cats now, and dogs than anything in the world that being said i do i i do love animals quite a bit and i sh- i think that we should all do our our best within our own reasonable limits to you know respect them and all that kind of stuff 100% 100% i love animals very much but i love eating animals too i was just about to say and- i love <laughs> So does everybody else. They're just lying to themselves if they say they don't. I'm not even opposed to eating dog horse. Horse is apparently a delicious, delicious meat. Yeah. I'm definitely opposed to eating a dog. (laughs) I don't know. I I would probably eat. You get hungry enough. Anything's starting to look pretty good. Well, we're not Uh, talking about starvation. Give it a few years. Let's see what happens in 2024. Yeah. The new Trump America. (laughs) Right? I I had the opportunity to try dog in South Korea, and I kept meaning to, but there's so many other things that are so Korean food. It's like, I'm talking like authentic Korean food. Like what we get here is pretty shit um so it was like my last meal there before i flew back and i was like well i could have dog and i don't know if i'm gonna like dog but i do know that i like doc dolby so let's go and have that Mm -hmm. Mm. it's like stir fried chicken oh it's excellent okay sounds good i I think i think i think i could eat dog if it wasn't like the dog's face staring at me or some recognizable part of a dog cuz I Yeah, I mean it's you're going to it's going to be just be like chunks of meat in a soup. Mm-hmm. Like I could eat a pig's face probably, but I don't think I could eat a dog's face. Cuz they they have, you know, they serve a pig's head, you know. And I don't think I could like scoop, like take a spoon and like scoop meat out of anything's face. But if you give it no. to me in what doesn't look like a face, I could probably eat it. Yeah. And if you put enough sauce on something, it's going to taste good anyway. That's why God invented A1. A1's Fun good. fact. It is good. I don't know. I've had like authentic fish sauce on, you know, Asian food and stuff. And Is that when that you jerk of... off a fish? No, no. That, that kind of turned my stomach. I didn't like that very much. <laughs> how do you think how do you think caviar is made, dude? Well, I know what caviar. You know what? I don't know if I've ever had caviar before. I gotta try it that. It tastes like fishy salt water. Yeah. That doesn't uh, sound I mean, good. I would, I would have to have it with Dom Perignon, like a like a what what was his favorite year? I don't know. Seventeen seventy-six. You know what? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a good year. It was for a lot of people. <laughs> no, James Bond always eats uh, caviar and Dom Perignon. <laughs> that was his his little snack he would always have delivered to the hotel room to impress the ladies. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Let me tell you. <laughs> so if I might. Could I briefly get back to Justin's story? <laughs> oh, what was my story? 
Yeah. Well, it was, was the story, story about uh, drug tainted fentanyl heroin tainted um, Delta eight. Dangerous but stuff. Right. The thing is, why would they say that? Do you think that people actually overdosed and then blamed it on that to try to get out of trouble? Or did the DEA just make this up to try to demonize unregulated? I think that they're, they're locally trying to make a push to make Delta aid illegal, you know, because won't someone think of the children and Mm. they needed a nice, you know, scare campaign. Uh, they get all the parents outraged. Problem, reaction, solution. And uh, torches. Because every news station picks up the story, you know, legal drugs have fentanyl and heroin. uh, Because it's quite sensational. Right. But they never post the, like, okay, well, maybe we were 100% wrong on this. The retraction, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, I think it's just, popular these days to have fentanyl laced in something and that's what yeah. the local law enforcement agencies all want to do they want to have well, something like that to they've been they've been lying about drugs being laced since drugs were invented time immemorial mm-hmm. yeah the uh, get... what was what was the uh what was the thing called in the the 50s uh mm, marijuana crazed what was reefer it called? madness reefer madness that's what it was mm. smoke, smoke the reefer and you run around and rape people and jump off of buildings right yeah yep. do all kinds of shit <laughs> i believe one one local quote was i remember reading is like oh, i don't remember something about like a negro crazed on marijuana rapes your wife it was just the most outrageous propaganda. It was definitely propaganda. It was insanity. Was that your Liam Neeson impression? Did it sound like Liam Neeson? No. Terry if has so, the Liam yes. Neeson impression. Yes, he does. All right. Are, are we uh, ready to move on? We are. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> enough so with we're, your, we're circling back to Bill Gates' titty milk. <laughs> right we're moving right on past that keel what is your story <laughs> let me tell you a story children gather around <laughs> 300 years ago a local uh temple in japan local fishermen caught a mummy in their fishing nets a a, not a mummy, a mermaid in their fishing nets. I was just about it, to make a mummy joke. The, the <laughs> local, they gave it to the local temple who has had it in their possession since then. It is now a mummy. There is a mummy of a mermaid. It's about a, a mermaid mummy. A mermaid mummy. Was it also a, a mummy? I doubt that. <clears throat> it, is, it is a foot long. It has the lower body of a fish. And a the upper torso of a human as a mummy is wont to do mm-hmm. and it it has i mean it's it's pretty wild looking and it's been a relic of this temple for for 300 years well some scientists came in and were allowed to do some testing on this mummy that has been revered in the area for 
this whole time. Can I take a guess? Sure. Did someone sew the bottom half of a fish to the top half of a person? No, that is not what happened. They spent a year uh, doing tests on it, such as x-rays, CT scans, radiocarbon dating, electron microscopy, and found that the mummy contained real biological parts. The bottom half contained bones from the tail and dorsal fins of a fish. Uh, They actually had a jaw of of a carnivorous fish. But the uh, upper half, like the head, was made almost entirely out of cotton. And uh, there, there were bones inside the thing, but they were bones. It, it's, a, it's a bizarre thing. Whoever so I w- built I, mean, this, I was pretty close. You were pretty close, but it, it wasn't, it's not a, it's not a human attached to a fish. It is a fish attached to cotton. It's it's a it's a weird sculpture that looks very realistic that somebody created hundreds of years ago out of biological materials and has been propped up in this temple uh, for that entire time. Uh, The researchers said they could not detect any DNA. That's what it says. I don't know. They did think if it had biological materials, they would find some DNA. But what about TNA? Was there any TNA? There was no TNA. Uh, (laughs) The analysis from the scientists suggests that it was likely created to trick people into believing the supposed healing abilities of the ningyos, a human fish creature from Japanese folklore. Uh, It kind of worked. Kind of worked. Yeah. So... The uh, temple has, has said they're still going to keep it and prop it up and everything as their relic, but uh, they're going to add an asterisk to the description. They might have to. Said all right, so the head was made almost entirely of cotton, along with plaster and similar materials, while the surface of the body was made with thin layers of paper, and yet has survived this entire time. So today I learned that 300 years ago they knew how to make paper. They've had paper for millennia. I don't know, man. I'm. What do I look like? A historian? Maybe in certain angles. The surface of its upper body also had puffer fish skin and glued on animal hair. There's another one. Who knew they had glue 300 years ago? (sighs) I've learned it all times tonight. Anyway. It's just another example of how easily duped people are and have been for throughout human uh, existence. Yeah, since time immemorial. Since time immemorial. Speaking of time, what it's, we, can, we can relate this mummy to certain events in recent history, I think. Like Abbott and Costello? Do not besperch the good name of Abbott and Costello. No, you remember their mummy movie, right? Hysterical. It was hysterical. There is also a news story that I can relate this to. 
if we have a moment. We do. Okay. So today when I was looking to try to find, you know, the story that I was going to bring today, I came across this interesting, it almost made it because it was very weird. So the headline is, this is again from the Daily Mail, the wife took eight months to find missing husband's mummified corpse in their hoarder house that smelled like a sewer, discovered him hanged in bedroom closet while looking for Christmas decorations. Let's just all give that man a round of applause for finally making it out. Wow. So this actually happened in Illinois. Okay. Cause when I was reading, I was like, well, where is this? That's, that's a very bizarre story. How well, long did it take for her to find Eight him? months, eight, eight months. And according to this story, she reported him missing at the time that he went missing. And allegedly the police were at the home two separate times and they reported a sewer like smell and the woman apparently called a plumber and he capped an an exposed pipe in the home and the woman said that it got better and then after eight months of her husband missing she found she was looking for Christmas decorations and she found her husband hanging in the closet because he had committed suicide in their home and she didn't realize it that's a wild story. All right. I got a couple things to say about this. First of all, that is a crack police force they have there in that community. I tell you what. <laughs> Public I servants. Mean, protect, <laughs> protect and serve. And they specifically yeah. said the house smelled like a sewer. Well, to Do be you- fair, I'm sure they had like, I'm sure they looked at it like, I'm not going inside there. This fucking reeks. There's probably (laughs) buckets of piss and shit all over the house. Right. If it was really a hoarder house, I did actually think about this. If it's truly a hoarder house and there are different levels of hoarder and they hoard different things and some people hoard animals. So if you thought that like, like it's coming from all these, you know, like cats or bunnies or mice or rats or whatever, their dogs or whatever they happen to be hoarding, then maybe you do think like that's that's what it was coming from. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, but... you get used to the smell, you don't smell it anymore. Who cares? And then that plumber guy, that poor well, I don't I don't want to assume it was a guy, but that poor person. It was a dude. Come on, it was a guy. <laughs> and and he was he's probably sitting there shoving garbage aside, looking for pipes. You know, where does that 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 toilet over there probably goes to this thing here? Okay, and he's he's digging through. He's probably having a wading wading through waist deep just garbage and shit and clutter and crap and dead animals and things. <sighs> I, I don't know. I can't blame him for not noticing these the the dead man swinging in the in the closet. He's you know. well. He's right, just trying to get in and out. Apparently it was a hard to get to, or it wasn't used very often. My guess is that was like totally obscure to, to even get there. And it was probably a big effort for her to even get there. But I, I mean, the husband was able to get there. I don't know. Yeah. And so the other thing is Chris, she was looking for Christmas lights, Christmas decorations, Christmas decorations. 
what does this person think they're going to decorate the, the the pile of garbage in the living room you decorate right. the exterior dude now that's true but i would say that if you have that's ever watched your life. any of the show hoarders they are it's not well they are not well like they are not well up yeah. here so it's it would be very hard to say what she was thinking because it, to get to the point of where you have a human rotting in your home and you don't know just you imagine well just imagine how many flies were in that house oh but that's that's the other thing um glad that there you had been back there. piles of maggots on the floor underneath them he by this point by when she found him he was mummified that's the point so her house had such a low level of humidity that it was capable of of mummifying human flesh according to this article he was mummified maybe maybe she was a chain smoker and you know he just kind of like smoked him okay so then that makes me think she knew he was in there Maybe she ran a dehumidifier. <laughs> yeah. So That's I guess I the story here is that if you want your wife to find you after you commit suicide, um, maybe don't do it in a bathroom in a closet. But if you want to be hilarious about it and be like, when she finds this, she's going to freak. And then, you, you know, know, do that. Well, that was the other thing. Of course, you there's a lot of nuance that you're not getting from one article on the subject, right? But she didn't sound like she was freaking. She sounded like, well, we're glad that we found him. We're glad that he's at peace. But I'm thinking this story is, this is like was such a horrible story. I, how are you not yeah, just no, but shook? You're, you're looking at his glass half empty. I'm looking at his glass half full. Like, this poor, miserable man finally got away from that wretched woman. <laughs> was there, a, does it say there was a note? I didn't read anything about a note. It's, it's. Because I had wondered that myself. It's been stored away in a box of Time magazines from 1976. <laughs> right, it like, was, how would you know? I, yeah. That was actually the thought that I had today when I read that. I was like, well, what if he did leave a note? You'll never know what if what if she found the note it was placed in a very visible place for her to find because he knew there was so much clutter and maybe that closet was just the best place to hang yourself and she picked it up and said oh a suicide note i'll put it in this cigar box where i have all my other suicide notes that i've been collecting since 1928 because and I also mean, to support that theory you got to remember there's not a whole lot of structures in the house that's going to support the weight of a full-grown man I mean, probably that closet was the least cluttered place in the entire house. And so it was just clear enough on the floor that there was enough space for him to hang himself. Yeah, yeah. You're making we're, a lot of We're getting of into speculation territory here. I don't know. But, but I just think that's, that's, a, that's, a wild, that's a wild story. That is a wild story. That's crazy. Speaking of mummies, right? All right um that <laughs> i had some mummy puns when we first started this but i can't remember them well i'll tell you what let's let's wrap it up yeah i, I was gonna do it too <laughs> and uh 
Will 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 um oh I had another one, but it didn't <laughs> so uh great stories everybody. Oh, uh, oh. Ashley. Oh. I hope you all enjoyed tonight's edition of Not Your Mummy's News. <laughs> nice. I hope everybody has a great tomorrow. There you go. Fair. I'll allow it. All right. All right. Uh, how can people get in touch with the Union of the Unknowns, Ashley? Before, before we shut the casket. <laughs> yes, I'll Justin, you had a comment. <laughs> oh, I already made it. You have to you have to follow that up with something or else it doesn't count. Uh but but bu- not your mummy's news. Yeah, you already okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Ashley. Contact information. Okay. So I'm glad you asked. They can I'm glad you asked her, not me. <laughs> they can find us in all the myriad ways to contact us on our website, unionoftheunknowns.com. And we can be reached, as I said, in many different ways. Um, I'm managing the Twitter account at Union Unknowns on Twitter. So feel free to reach out to me. And I would also like to reiterate that we really appreciate the people that listen to our shows, that interact with us online um, and in our Discord. We are very, very appreciative of that and of your time. So thank you so much. Yes, very well said. We have, we are on Discord. We are, we have an email address, unionoftheunknowns at gmail.com. There's even a phone number people call mm-hmm. all the time. Justin, what's that phone number? It is um, Klondike, Klondike 567. Five. You know what? <laughs> I believe that it you know, is. 549. <laughs> Well, you know what's funny is that I'm actually on our website, and I can't seem to figure out how to get to it. We're also on Rockfin now. Yes. We're very proud of that. Uh, We have premium content on our premium stuff in Rockfin. There's also a premium podcast feed that people can subscribe to nowadays. Yes, Justin. 404-482-3130. Was that for start that over again? 404 482 Okay. Send us sticks and tits. Uh, yeah. You know. Because it's or, just gonna go it's it's gonna go to Justin's phone anyway, so might as well. By request. All, All right. right. <laughs> thank, thank you, Ashley, and thank you, Justin, and thank you, listeners. We are out. Good night, Thank everyone. You. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks. I hope we get some dicks and tits. I hope we do too.